We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. You know, I love that theme song more every time I hear it. <laughs> it just makes me so g- giggly and and happy. And ha- and happy. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm Brother Jack Coffee, your host. I'm Sister Latter-day Twain, your co-host. No, you're a host also. I mean, co- I guess co-host implies they're the same. We should come up with, like, prog host or something like that. Oh, like, I'm the okay. progressive one, and you're the fucked up one. So, the, <laughs> so I'm the, you're the prog host, and, and the f- I'm the facos. <laughs> well, no, it'd be like, it'd be like fachos. I mean, not that I'm not fucked up, but you right. know what I mean. Let's so cheers again. I'm your, I'm your fachos, brother coffee. <laughs> anyway, and just real quick to the anonymous gentle listener who made that intro song again just again 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 thank you thank you a thank treasure you. of truth oh my god a treasure of truth stored up unto heaven <laughs> is that a thing i don't know oh okay do you but treasures of truth were do you remember treasures of truth i don't for some reason oh so i don't even know what it really meant but in mormonism gentle listeners send us a message <laughs> if you remember treasures <laughs> of truth but it would be like it would be like, oh, you should put that in your hope chest with your treasures of truth. Oh. It's like where you'd keep like your special things that re- would remind you of special moments with the lard. Oh, okay. I thought it was called a um, book of remembrance. No, because it's like a hope chest. Like you'd right. put like your blessing dress in there. Uh, right, right. I and, just like, called the, it a hope chest. The I guess. program, your treasures of truth, the program you know, from your baptism. I, I guess because I grew up in the South and hope chest was still. It probably, oh, so like a southern thing, it's still and like not a Mormon a thing. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so welcome Hi. to Hot Drinks. It's Hi. a podcast. It is a podcast, you guys. Have you heard of those? They're really hot right now. How would you describe a podcast? I mean, I would describe a podcast as like some white people sit down, <laughs> and they're like, we have important things to say, and you should listen to us. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, are those things important? No, not, not at, at all. all. Not at all. <laughs> But so here thanks we for are. listening. But um, yeah, so we're here at our in the pot dr- pot drinks, the hot <laughs> drinks recording studio, which is my living room. Mm-hmm. On and an we're drinking couch. some hot toddies. Thank you for the hot toddy. <clears throat> I made a hot toddy because everyone I work with in the last two weeks has like the plague. Uh-huh, like yeah. they'll just like AIDS. they'll go down and. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's no, not no. AIDS. You meant the flu. I meant like, it's like a cold. They just like get sick one day. They're gone for like six days. Mm. And there goes your pay because none of y'all bitches are salaried over there. No. And then when they come back, they're like, it's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> no, I could totally work. I'm fine. You should be making and drinking hot toddies at work. So anyway, so on Saturday night I d- or Friday night, I worked Friday. I had Saturday off. On Friday night, I was like, ah, fuck. Here comes the plague. Yeah. Because I could feel, you know, that feeling when oh, you're yeah. like, just suddenly you're like, oh, my throat's kind of hurting, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So anyway, Saturday, Friday night, I did not feel great. Saturday, I felt okay. And now I feel mostly fine. So I, either I'm, either okay. I still have not sunk into the bowels of the plague mm-hmm. or I have dodged a bullet. So, but my throat is a little like scratchy, especially talking. So a hot toddy seemed in order. Thanks to my ex-husband, Gary, who is gay. Oh, I've heard of him. Um. I have been able to combat most of the time getting it 
when it's full blown. Like I can detect it even before I get the cough or the sore throat. Like it feels like what my... does this have to do with your ex husband Gary, who is gay? I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but um, my first thing that I notice is it feels like my it feels like my head. It feels like my brain is underwater. Okay. And then I'll go and get some airborne. Yes. And I prefer the chewables. Right. And I'll chew four of those at a time, three times a day. Right. And if I do that faithfully, it doesn't become a full-blown thing. Right. So I've been doing the Zycam. <clears throat> Is that like a camera? No. Uh, <laughs> it's a cam site. It's a website. <laughs> Just go to Zycam.com slash Brother Coffee. <laughs> it's my cam site. It's fourteen ninety five a month. You show people your butthole and then you, you guys, don't get sick. If I could pay for if I thought people would pay fourteen ninety five a month for my campsite, I would start it tonight. <clears throat> no, Zycam is like it's like a coldies or airborne. It's uh, one of those. Uh, okay. So it's like a tablet that you suck on and it dissolves and you yeah. take one every three hours. Tastes like ass, but not in the good way. I love sucking on things. I do too. And I just think we need to eliminate the expression tastes like ass. Because you like the way ass tastes. I mean, yes. The last time I got some ass in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, is that how the kids say it? Ass in my mouth? Um, <laughs> For sure. It was super hot. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't think like, this is yucky. No. So let's stop saying tastes like ass. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Anyway. Let's say tastes like Republicans. <laughs> so speaking of Republicans, let's get jumped right to our women's work. <laughs> so women's work is just any of our housekeeping we need to cover. This women's work. So what's going on this week that we need to know about, Sister Twain? Well, Trump, while he was on vacation. Right. He's the president, by the way. Right. Uh, who was also impeached. Right. Um, he, what's the word? Like, commanded, mandated. Ordered. Did. Right. A, a, an airstrike without congressional approval. Right. Uh, that killed the second in command of, of all of Iran. Right. Right. And uh, that's bad. Yeah. So probably. Uh, so we're like at war, essentially. Definitely. They have said we will absolutely be um, retaliating. Right. And today it was in the news. I'm sure you saw that they have nullified or ended their deal with the. Uh, I'll look it up, but they're nuclear... Come to us for the... Are you talking about the Iran nuclear deal? Yeah. We ended that a long time ago. Oh. Trump, Trump kicked that out a long time ago because oh, he thought it was a bad deal. But there was something in the news about it today. <clears throat> they pulled all the troops out of Iraq? Well, that... Yeah, here it is. This is why this is, why this is not a political podcast. <laughs> because well, obviously we're, we're sorting the facts out. It's... Uh, Iran ends its commitment... To the 2015 nuclear deal. Yes. So they're going to... Uh, <laughs> you just like looked at me weird. They're going to do nuclear war on us. Cool. Cool. It's fun. Here's what I want to say about that. And, and like I said, we are obviously not a political podcast. And there are lots of people that know a lot more about this. But I think it's very easy for us to say, oh my gosh, like this makes us less safe. Um you know, we've already lost 4,000 troops in this, like, never-ending war in the Middle East. Well, in the time that we've lost 4,000 troops, Afghanistan, Iran, these countries in the Middle East have lost something like 400,000 people. Hmm. So we're we're super concerned about, like, how this affects us. But, like, 
the the high likelihood is that there won't be any sort of attack on American soil. It will probably be attacks on you know on embassies or on foreign workers or things. And not that those are okay, but like you know there will be there will be some American lives lost, which is tragic and which is horrible. But there will be but but then our like Trump has already said that he plans on destroying like cultural monuments uh-huh. of the Iraqi people and not or of Iranian people. And not just targeting military bases. And when you target, like, cultural sites, you're targeting, like, civilians. Uh-huh. So, like, women, children, men, grandparents. So so while there will be loss of American lives, which is tragic and which is awful, there will also be magnitudes greater loss of Iranian lives. Right. And some, and some, But yet the way it will be spun is that that's okay because they hate freedom and they're this wicked nation right blah, 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 exactly whatever. exactly just like the book of mormon all over again <laughs> we're killing the brown people and it's okay because they're wicked and then uh <clears throat> i believe so anyway i believe that those would be war war crimes yes considered war yes. crimes yes yes so there's that um not that anybody will do anything about no, it. no not not that it matters um the next bit of women's work is the golden globes was tonight yes <laughs> did you hear about the winners I literally have not. I have just looked at the outfits and read a little bit on Twitter, but I don't know anybody who won. I know Michelle Williams won because I saw her speech. For her Fosse Verdon <clears throat> Yes, thing. which I didn't watch. Did you watch that? I have not, but I really want to. I do too. It sounds great. I've always been fascinated with Bob Fosse. Maybe that should be our Sunday night show. <clears throat> Remember when we used to watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. We don't, should watch Fosse Verdon. Don't bring up Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. Don't bring that up Did again. it win Golden Globes? Was it nominated for Golden Globes? Mm. I can't even remember. God, I hate that show. But what did win for Best Dramatic uh, Miniseries? I don't know. It won something. It was Succession. Oh, yes. On HBO? Yeah. Have you watched that? Not yet. I haven't either, but everyone keeps saying I should watch it. Gentle listeners, have you watched it? And then the other thing that won for TV was, this was probably the miniseries thing. Uh, was Chernobyl. Oh, that was real good. Yeah. And, and real fucked up. And Skarsgård won. For oh, good. It too. He was great. He was great. Uh, Fleabag won. Thank God. And so did she, Phoebe oh, Walker God. Gates or whatever her name is. Phoebe Wallace Bridges. Oh, <laughs> Phoebe Walker, Walker Gates. Gates. <laughs> did, the, did Hot Priest win? Was he nominated? I don't even think. I saw him at the Golden Globes and he had yeah. a beautiful curl on the he front was, of his hair. He was wearing And white. ladies, he's gay. <laughs> You think so? Oh, no, he is gay. Oh, he is. Like, he's openly gay and he talks about it. Oh. We get all the best ones. <laughs> um, We've got Brandon Flowers from Panic at the Disco. Is that his name? No, no. Brandon Yuri. Yeah, that, is that his name? Yeah, Brandon Flowers is the guy from um, Imagine the Dragons. Killers. Oh, the Killers. <laughs> Jesus. All these Mormon names. And um, Brother Tian Come on My Face's son goes to school with him, his son in Park City. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Brandon Flowers or Brandon Yuri? Flowers. Oh, okay. Okay. We just come... Full circle. Full not, circle. It's not even full circle. It went on a different shape. All I know, um, Billy Porter wore a beautiful white gown, uh, and he looked amazing. Mm. And um, I don't remember who else wore stuff. Anyway. Uh, We're doing some really great reporting. Best. We're like, things have happened. We don't know what. <laughs> People want awards. We don't know who. If you know what happened, let us know. Yeah. No. Uh, but best uh, comedy or musical was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I have zero desire to see that film. I saw it three times. Really? Yep. Okay. It was really good. Was it a Tarantino film? Yes. Oh, I have zero but, desire to see but, that film. 
a lot of the reviewers called it the anti-Tarantino film. There, so there's a thing, and I there's this thing in my brain, and I know it doesn't exist in the rest of the world, but there's this thing in my brain that whenever I see movies that just look like they're made by a bunch of straight guys yeah. sitting around talking about straight guy shit. Sure, sure. Like, I could not, you could not drag me with chains to see those right. movies. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one. What's that other, like, mobster one that was on Netflix? Irishman. Irishman. Like, I would not go to the front door to watch The Irishman. Right, right. It was um, a waste of time. I felt that way about The Joker. And, yeah. Mm. Like, just any, just these movies that just seem like straight guys, like, really telling the stories of straight men. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't fucking care. Um, best drama motion picture went to 1917, which isn't even wide released yet. No. I'm really excited to see that. Hot Priest is in it. Oh, he is? Yes. Okay, then I'll go. And so is Colin Firth. I just, that movie, the trailers look so, so fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam Mendes won for direction for that. What, um, how many awards did Cats win? Uh, which I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you, have you seen the cats? <laughs> no. I tried to go yesterday and none of my kids was, would go and I was so offended. And you were uh, offended? Yes. <laughs> I was like really hurt. That I they really didn't want wanna... to see the shittiest movie of 2019? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put this in our newsletter this month because we, um, put, we have a section in our newsletter called, um. Wait, what's the section called? Our personal revelations, uh-huh. where it's things that like we're excited about. And if you want our newsletter, join our Patreon. <laughs> um, but there is a there is a a writer that I really love. Um, his name is John Paul Brammer, and he writes a he writes a gay advice column called Ola Poppy, <clears throat> but he also just writes other um, you know articles or whatever. And he wrote <laughs> he wrote a review of Cats without seeing the movie Cats. And it's the most amazing piece of writing I've oh, read in 2020. I, I mean, I know it's that. day five, but it's amazing. That. Anyway. Um, and then this will be a nice segue into the next bit of women's work. Right. We're going a little long on women's work. Renee so. Zellweger won for Judy. Right. Which is also the name of my sty. Sister Twain has a sty. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> it's on day 12. And here's the thing, you guys. It's definitely looking not better, worse. It's definitely looking worse. <laughs> Um, I am going to call a specialist in the morning. I haven't yet because my insurance has, there's something fucked up about do you wanna it. Ju- do you want me to just go get a safety pin and just heat it up on the stove? I read you're not supposed to do that. And then just lance this sty? No. Okay. I mean, it is near your eye. I mean, I know you have a college degree, but, <laughs> but anyways, um, so anyway, I have a sty. It's super embarrassing to be in public at any time. Do people ever comment or can you just see the like furtive glances up towards your eye? They're like trying not to look, but then they look, but then they try not to look. Oh, yeah. Or do people comment? No one's commented. No one's been oh, like, what oh, the fuck no, is no, wrong with your that, eye? That's not true. People have said, what happened to your eye? My son, Timothy, said, did you get, do you have a black eye? And it's not. You wish. I, I wish. Yeah. Yeah, that would be better. Uh, anyway, I'm going to a specialist in the morning, um, and I have a friend who's offered to help pay for that. That's wonderful. It's going to be out of pocket. It's the size of a sixlet at this point. It's as though you took a sixlet. Remember sixlets, the candy? They come in a little tube and they're like little chocolate balls. Right, right. Sixlets. Yeah, yeah. It's like you took a sixlet and popped it underneath your eyelid. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. How, that's how big Judy is. Yeah. That's a lot. Judy has worn out her welcome. All right, so let's take a little break. Mm hmm. And then today's episode is a sharing time inspired by a gentle listener Mm -hmm. who wanted to hear about, what are we talking about? Well, basically it's that 
old classic tale of the one who got away. So that is our sharing time. It'll be Sister Twain sharing Mm -hmm. because I have never allowed myself to feel the feelings of love. So no one's ever got away because I've never, I've never allowed myself to feel those things. So let's take a break. The one who got away. All right, so Sister Twain is going to tell us about the one who got away. So it's not just one gentle listener. There have been a few who have said, I want to hear more about the one that got away because I kind of feel like I have that too. Uh-huh. And they'll always, you know, say, but I mean, it, I'm, I'm pretty happy in my current relationship, but I always wonder about that other one. Right, You right. know? I don't do that at all. <laughs> I've literally never thought those thoughts. And so, okay, so I'm going to give, like, um, because it's a story that spans from 1991 right. to 2012. Right. We old. <laughs> We're all we old. Um, you please ask all the questions. So. You know I will. Let's go to 91, and it's 10th grade. Sure. And I am the new girl in a small school. And on the first day of school. What song is playing in your Walkman? We had Walkmans in 91, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Uh, a Discman if you were fancy. (laughs) No, I could never (laughs) afford a Discman. And it would skip anyway. Yeah, who wants that? Uh, What was playing? I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I don't know either. That was a bad don't question. Throw, don't throw curveballs at me like that. Um, it's 10th grade. I am on the precipice of turning 16. Um, a budding young woman, the, as it were. The About to become a laurel. I see. You were just a Maya maid. A Maya maid waiting for the, la- <laughs> for the laurel, the honor of laurel <laughs> to be bestowed upon you. So... I see him my first day of school. Mm -hmm. He's also a 10th grader. And we're going to call him Hoyt. (laughs) We are? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and I am immediately breathtaking. Did he have a puka shell necklace on? What's that? It's the the necklace that's like a choker, but it's like little shells that everyone wore in the 90s. No, he wasn't one of those. Oh, God. He was more like the Euro trash. I'm in a band. Oh, okay. Um, Dark brown hair, maybe black. I don't know how to tell. But And it just like, it was short around the back of his head and the sides. And then the top just flopped over. Oh, hot. And he wore all black. And he wore combat boots that laced all the way up. His, Whatever that means. To his vagine? <laughs> no. And there was just something about his face and his pale skin. And I was just like, oh, my God. I love a pale skin and a dark hair. Thank very, you. Very into that. Oh, my God. Very into that. Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, very baby. Yeah. So, okay. So, I... Whenever I started a new school and we moved around a lot, so uh, I always had that friend that I made on the first day. Right. And at the end of school of the first day, I asked this first day friend, who is that guy? And she said, oh, that's Hoyt. And I love that the name we've chosen is Hoyt. Hoyt. Hold on, I've got something in my throat. (laughs) Hoyt. You sounded like a Star Wars character. Speaking of Adam Driver, but uh, 
his name is Hoyt, and he is, I think he's going to start dating this really good friend of mine, and we'll say her name was Leah. Um, And I said, oh, really? Speaking of Star Wars characters. And I thought, start dating? Well, they're not dating, so maybe I should introduce myself tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I get to school the next day. These are literally thoughts I've never had. If someone was like, (laughs) soon they will start dating this person, I would be like, well, I have no chance, so... I'm going to go back home and just look at my tumblers. So the next day, I remember, like, kind of walking into the school, still nervous as the new girl, and looking for him. And I see him, and he's walking towards someone who's sitting on the floor next to the lockers. And it was this very mousy, petite girl that I found out later was, quote-unquote, Leah. Mm-hmm. Quote-unquote. <laughs> She had olive skin. She had bones the sizes of straws. I mean, she was just the complete antithesis of me. What a cunt. And there was something about it that I was like, it, it, it really like inflamed the love-hate relationship I have with my big bones and my height. Pale skin. Because <laughs> she had olive skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm 5'10". So she was short, straw-boned, yeah. and <laughs> pale and olive skin. skin. And olive skin. Yeah. And you are tall. <laughs> You're not big boned. Oh, I'm big boned. Okay, big boned. Yeah, yeah. And pale skin. Uh huh. And redhead, and she was a brunette. And I was like, forget it. You're gonna slit her throat. I from was ear like, to ear. well, there goes that. And so they dated the entire year. But every time I saw him, I was just like struck. What does Hoyt see in her? Uh, maybe it was the olive skin. I mean, I don't know. I don't Who know. knows? He was a 15 year old boy at the time. Right. Um, Which now as the parent is a 15-year-old boy, I'm like, he didn't see a goddamn thing in her. Like he didn't he was not he was not planning out this relationship. He was not thinking about her at night. No. No. So uh skip to the beginning of eleventh grade. Okay, okay. I hadn't thought about Hoyt all summer. As far right. as I knew, Hoyt and Leah were together forever, right? Because right? back then you thought that mm-hmm. the high school relationships would, would last, last forever. forever. Yeah. And I walk in to 11th grade because mm-hmm. that's what you do. You just walk into the grade. To the grade. And <laughs> you just like, you walk up to the door. It says 11th grade in big bold letters. <laughs> you pull it open. You step <laughs> across the threshold. <laughs> and I don't remember what point of the day it was, but I went the first time i saw him that day i was like oh shit i forgot about hoyt and he was looking fine and he had a shirt on that said i'm single (laughs) i killed leah he had stopped he had given up the black okay and was wearing like banana republic shit oh jesus still had the floppy hair we're all weak in the knees for a guy in banana republic a nice polo with a little elephant on it. No, no. Some Dawson khakis. We're talking about like a, a button, casual button down, mm-hmm. some jeans, definitely a belt. Ooh. So anyway. So I worked at Banana Republic. Oh. And when I worked there, which was in the late 90s, yeah. the, our most popular fitting men's khaki was called the Dawson. Oh. And it was just a, we called it a stovepipe leg. It was just that leg that was like just straight down just from straight. the hip. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just probably, probably 12 inches around at the bottom. Just oh. a big khaki oh, tube. God. And we were like, this looks good on everybody. <laughs> and now I just think 
It was like a khaki maxi skirt. And we sold that shit to everybody. Everybody loved the Dawson. Oh, my God. We had a pant called the Emerson that was more of like a little bit of a tapered angle, a little bit more fitted. We were like, who the fuck wears the Emerson? Put the Emerson away. But we were like, the Dawson, just khaki straight down to that 12-inch hole at the bottom. It would kind of pool around your feet a little bit. Looked good on everyone. Anyway, so Hoyt's wearing the Dawson. Okay, so Hoyt's wearing the Dawson I mean, and a button-up shirt. This was 92, so I don't know if the maybe Dawson... Not, maybe not quite yet. Yeah. Because the Dawson was more like 96, 97. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, and I was literally like, he's my goddamn perfect guy. <laughs> what the fuck? I think that a lot, but I think it about straight guys that I know. And, well, that's your safe space. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they can't so, hurt me. Right. Um, they've already hurt you preemptively yeah. by being straight. Yeah. So, um, they hurt me in grade school. What happens is, <laughs> what happens is we have several classes together that year. And in most of those classes, we end up sitting next to each other. Cute. And end up chatting quite a bit. Cute. And, uh, I... I'm just goddamned smitten. Hey, Hoyt. I mean... I like your button-down, your relaxed button-down from Banana Republic. It looks nice on you. I don't understand. Like, I am an attractive girl. I am chatty with him. He makes me laugh. I make him laugh. Uh, I think he was in the play with me that year. What was the play? Nicholas Nickleby. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> Good God in heaven. And High just, school drama teachers, what is wrong with you? And I'm just like, why isn't he asking me out? Right. And I'm not going to be the one to ask him out because no. I would have to deal with that rejection every single day when I saw him at school. Right, right, right. So. Fair. I mean, maybe he was thinking the same thing. Maybe. Maybe. So. Uh, and I remember my... my Are you going to be at Nicholas Nickleby rehearsal tonight, Hoyt? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did that. I did that. Good God. See you there. Good God. So I remember my one of my best friends in high school who was a gay dude named Chris. Um, Is Chris single now? Uh, no, he's married. Fucking fuck. Yeah. Um, he wanted us to go to prom together. You I, and Chris or you and Hoyt? Me and Chris. Okay. And I was like... I I kind of want to wait and see if Hoyt asks me. <laughs> and he would roll his eyes. Because Chris was a shady bitch even then. Chris then, was like, okay, girl. I know, I know. And then finally, Chris, one night at Re- Nicholas Nickleby rehearsal, was like, he's not going to ask you. Just go with me. And I was like, okay. So anyway, so that's So romantic. I, so um, then it's like I don't forget about him during the summer. Oh, so we're done with 11th grade. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You went to that was, that was it, yeah. Nicol- a standing ovation every night at Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> Everyone was like, 11th graders doing Nicholas Nickleby is the thing I've been waiting for. I was, the, the people watching it are British yeah, for some I reason. Mrs. Squares. Mrs. Squares. <laughs> Mrs. Squares delivered a stunning performance in Nicholas Nickleby of 11th grade. And um, so... I went to a concert that summer. Was it Nicholas Nickleby, the rock band? It, acoustic. 
Uh, <laughs> no, it was an outdoor concert of Stone Temple Pilots, the Butthole Surfers, and the Flaming Lips. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good lineup. I know. In the summer of 93. This was back when the frontman of Flaming Lips still had red hair. Now it's like all gray and white and dishwater. Listen, we've all gotten old. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? So I'm standing there with my sister and one of my good friends. <laughs> sister Volva? Uh-huh, Yeah. And one of your good friends. Uh-huh. And name, her, her name was Nicholas. Uh-huh. Nickleby. <laughs> and I look ahead of me. The person standing right in front of me is Hoyt. Oh, Hoyt. There to see Nickelback. Because no. <laughs> he couldn't see Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> Hoyt was hoping for Nickelback. He didn't know Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> or STP, as those of us in the know called right, them. Right, right, right. He was like, is this Nickelback? You're like, it's Nicholas Nickleby. This is my friend, Nicholas. And I, anyway, Nickleby. I looked at my friend, not my sister, because I went and talked to my sister about right, this. Gross. Although I did talk to my sister about this. So you this. looked at your friend, Nicholas Nickleby. And I was like, oh my God, it's Hoyt. And she was like, shut up. Go talk to him. Go talk to him right now. Go talk to him. And I was like, oh, uh, what do I say? What do I say? She goes, it doesn't matter. Just go say hello. And I don't remember what I said. Just hi. You said, hey, remember <laughs> Nicholas Nickleby? That was so great. <laughs> Remember closing night when everyone was like, we love Dickens. And you were we like, did it, guys. It was so great. We didn't mess up Anyway, once. how's your summer? Um, yeah, and it was really short and sweet. And that was it. We didn't talk the rest of the night. Um, and then 12th grade. Fast forward. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Wow, we've been through a lot of grades and a lot of Dickens novels. But we still have more much. More much. More much to go. To go. That's a Dickens way of saying things. It's true. It's a Dickens Remember when Game of Thrones oh, God. was a show that we cared about and you were like excited for the new season? <laughs> and then the last season was so bad. Uh, you don't care anymore? That I don't even want to talk about no, it. I can't even no. say it. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. But anyway, back to the one who got away, Nicholas okay. Nickleby. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So to recap, you were in love with a boy named Nicholas Nickleby. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was a, a fan of Charles Dickens. <laughs> And we're in 12th grade. Let's go. All right. So 12th grade. And I already know coming in, I already know. I'm looking forward to seeing Hoyt. Um, he wasn't the kind of like friend that I had hung out with outside of any right. school function. Other than at the Nickelback concert. <laughs> These poor gentle listeners. <laughs> They're going to turn it off at this point and go, please. Listen, um, <laughs> I've thought that for two seasons. <laughs> And so, all I remember about 12th grade was it was more of the same from 11th grade. Like, more, we're talking, we're sitting next to each other. Right. Um, you know, we're involved in school things together. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there were some things we did outside of the regular, like... 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. time slot, but they were all school-related. Like you were reading A Tale of Two Cities. You were reading David <laughs> Copperfield. What the fuck? I, wait, I have a question. So what, like, you wanted Hoyt to be your boyfriend. Yes. What did that mean? Because well, he, Hoyt was not Mormon, I assume. Right. 
So you weren't going to have sex with him because no. you were Mormon. Right. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> you just wanted to like hold hands. And make out and go on dates. Oh, and God. I wanted I him want to, to make be, out with someone. That's and a good I wanted point. him to just good say. Good point, 11th grade, Sister Twain. I just wanted him grade. to say, like, Sister Twain, I really like you. <laughs> Sister Twain. I like you in that way, you know. But <clears throat> that never happened. But I had this mindset from the first day of 12th grade, like, this is going to be the year. This is going to be it. So, just a couple weeks into school, I thought... What year are we in now? 94? 93? 93. 93 to 94. 93, okay, yeah. okay. So, fall of 93. It's just a couple weeks into school. And I lean over in one of my classes. Um, one of my classes. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, my favorite part of this episode so far. I had with Hoyt. And I said, I heard that Depeche Mode is coming to Dallas. And so we lived in Tulsa, and we didn't get big shows back then. Right. And we could do <clears throat> a four-hour drive down south to Dallas to see any of the big shows. Right. And Tulsa he, is four hours from Dallas? Uh-huh. I do not understand this country we live in. <laughs> and so he got this look on his face like I had just told him that... Nickelback was coming back <laughs> to perform Nicholas Nickleby. <laughs> Yes, exactly that. And he goes, no way, you're kidding. Oh, my God, are they really? And I said, yeah. And he said, when? And I said, this is when it is. And he said, let's go together. Leah's dead at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Leah. She died. He and Leah broke up. Like she got lung cancer. Oh, so she's still alive. Like at the end of 10th grade. They're not dating. (laughs) She she was actually a senior. I'm when just we thinking were it's like a John Green novel. Like she has lung cancer, <laughs> she dies. Okay. So anyway, yeah, they had broken up, and so uh, here's how it worked out because of the household I was raised in. Uh, his older brother, who was many years older, right, um, was going to drive. His name was Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas was going to drive himself and Hoyt. Uh huh. And my parents only agreed to do it to to me going to this concert, me and my sister, because uh-huh. Sister Volva loves Depeche Mode as well. Right. Because um, <clears throat> she's not a dummy. Is is if my dad drove me down, but I, we could not drive with Hoyt and his brother, right? Because you'd suck their dicks on the freeway uh, ex- or, or exactly. something. Yeah. Or something. Um, if my kid was like, will you drive me to this concert that's four hours away? I would be like, you should find someone who's going to keep the I know, I cannot, I mean, I really can't believe my, my dad did it. Um, although he does have a brother that lives in Dallas, and they kind of hung out and spoke pot that night, and then he came pick me up after okay, the concert. Okay, so, all right. So there's so that. So that, there's that. Um, but we were literally, it was embarrassing, we were literally literally driving next to each other on the freeway almost the entire four hours down. So embarrassing. <laughs> so weird. So If my kid was like, you have two choices, Dad. You can either drive me to this concert in St. <laughs> George, Utah, which is four hours away, yeah, yeah, yeah. or I can go with these people and I might suck their dicks on the road. I'd be like, here's your Carmex. <laughs> Get in that car. Uh, and S that D. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not driving four hours. Yeah, no. Anyway, so the concert was great. Like, And I was thinking this, could, this might be the beginning of like us dating. Is this the furthest you've ever driven for a concert? Yes. I know that's not the point of the story. It's not at all. Not at all. No. Not at all. Um, And so uh, we got back to school and everyone was talking about it. Would you drive further for a concert? Mm, No. (laughs) Okay. No. Anyway. Uh, Everyone was talking about, like, 
to Twain and Hoy. Hoyt and Twain went to this concert together. People literally asked me, like, would pull me aside privately and go, so are you dating? Did and you I'd, point your twain? And I'd go, no, no, we're not dating. We just no, went as we friends. Just, I just twained at his point. No, I, we didn't do anything. We didn't. We barely touched at all. And I right. was just like, why is this not happening? Right. So, at some point, he starts dating. Okay, we're talking about, like, broody Hoyt. Broody. <clears throat> Angsty. He got me into like Peter Murphy and Bauhaus. I don't know what those words mean. I know. And <clears throat> um, he he was a writer and he'd write all this broody shit. And he always thought outside of the box. At some point after we went to this concert together, someone says, Hoyt is dating the head of the cheerleading squad. Oh, fucking <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that And I couldn't noise. believe it. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want no, to believe it. I didn't do. want to believe it. I never have. <laughs> but they dated. Quite so broody and, and dark. <laughs> Why is he dating a cheerleader? It doesn't I make any sense. I think it's because she had smaller bones. She had olive skin. Oh, God. And she was a brunette. God. Anyway. Um, but. Bones like straws. And I immediately, you know, and you know what that translated to for me? That I was ugly. Yeah. You know. Um, keep in mind. All through high school, I'm dating like crazy. I had boyfriends. I had boyfriends, but mm-hmm. I always only really just wanted to be with Hoyt. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so that happens, and it's like, whatever, right? And then I'm dating someone, and it's like, whatever, right? And then we hit summer. So we've graduated from high school. So you open the door and enter summer. And, yeah. So summer I walked across in, the door. I want, walked into, into summer. summer. And... Um, <clears throat> Uh, I already know because I had already gotten my acceptance letter before graduation that I'm going out to BYU. He's staying in state to go to one of the state colleges in Oklahoma. And so it's summer and I had been out and decided before I went home, I was going to drive through the sod farms. So in Oklahoma, there are sod farms. That's where they grow the grass that you have. That I have? No, but like people. That folks have. Yeah. (laughs) And I just wanted to clear my head and take a drive. So I'm driving through the, the, the fields of green grass. <laughs> I just need to clear my head. I'm going to drive through the sod farms. And <clears throat> it was, you know, not far from my house. And then after a while, I headed back home. I get home and my mom says, oh, while you were gone, Hoyt called. <gasps> well, I was driving through the sod farms. Gay gasp. So I call him and he, I don't remember what we said, except I do remember that we exchanged addresses, college oh, addresses. Oh, okay. And he said he wanted to write me while okay. I was at college. Right. <clears throat> Kids, we didn't have email then. I didn't ask him if he and cheerleader were still together because mm-hmm. I didn't want to sound, what's the word, thirsty? Des- yeah. Desperate? Yeah. Desperate, horny. Yeah. Horny on Maine. Vulnerable. You don't want to sound horny on Maine. Or vulnerable on right. state. Vulnerable <laughs> on state. And so uh, I was like, yeah. I literally had no idea they were still together, which they were. So I go to college, and anytime I'd get a letter from him, it was like Christmas. Oh, And I'm, I'm still, I'm at BYU, and I'm You dating, and I are doing Much Ado About Nothing. I'm, no, Wait, Comedy Bears. No, what show did we do? I, that was when I was a sophomore at college. Oh, okay. So this is so, still freshman so year. So I'm freshman year. Is this when you did the Macbeth where it was in a kitty litter box? Yes. Okay. So it's freshman year, <laughs> and um, I'm dating and, and making out with boys like crazy. Right. And Anyone that I know? 
You can tell me offline. I don't think so. Um, and uh, then, but but still, anytime I would open my little mailbox in the dorms, and there was a letter from Hoyt, mm-hmm. was the best day of my life. Oh, that's so cute. And then I'd write him back immediately. I'd get up to my room and write him back immediately. Um, then... Fast forward to summer after freshman year. Right. I'm home. It's the only summer I went home after. I'm just waiting for the moment when I enter the scene. <laughs> it's soon. It's just so waiting. soon. I'm just counting down. I think down. we're like two months away. I'm counting down. And so, um... It's currently cloudy and 34 degrees in South Salt Lake. Temperatures will be fairly consistent, averaging about 33 degrees. I don't know if you could hear Did that. Did you guys hear that? But Siri just gave us a weather update. <laughs> And did you notice my series, An Indian Woman? I love it. I do, too. So, uh, I hear, I don't know how, that Hoyt's band is playing at one of the local clubs Kay. downtown. Okay. Um, and... What was the name of his band? Satan Burger? I don't remember. Satan Burger. Satan Burger. And, um, <clears throat> and all day long, I'm like... I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. I put on the freshman 15. He may not even recognize me. And <laughs> da, 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 not going to go, not going to go, not going to go. And so I put on this outfit and I'm like hating all my clothes, right? I'm like, right, I, why am right. I going? Because I hate everything in my closet. Right. And so finally I just feel like, fuck it. And I just put something on and I drive and I go by myself. Oh, God. And I park and I get out of my car and my legs are like noodles. Oh. I'm so nervous. I walk in, find a table that's empty, and sit down. And I'm so nervous. And then I look to my left, and there he is standing at the bar asking for a glass of water. Oh, Hoyt. And I was like, I I couldn't speak. I literally couldn't speak. Was he in a Banana Republic button-downs and some Dawson's? some khaki Dawson's. I don't know. I think for the sh- for the show because he's a drummer. Right. He was like wearing a t-shirt, but and anyway, not wide-legged khakis. Not the tubes. You guys, wide-legged khakis. The khaki tubes. Who thought wide-legged khakis <laughs> would ever be a good idea? But we thought they were the shit. And I was like thinking, I can't speak. I hope he just turns around and sees me because I I can't. I don't know what to say. I, I was frozen, and so he turns around and sees me, and he goes. And playing on the jukebox was Madonna's Frozen. <laughs> Which probably came out about that. No, right. it was probably a little bit later. For, yeah, it was later. It was like yeah. 99. It was probably. definitely late 98, 90s. 98, 99, yeah. yeah. He turns around and sees Frozen. me. He turns around and he sees me. And he goes, hey! Oh my God! You're here! And he I'm, said, could you not take the name of the Lord in vain in front of me? And I'm just smiling so big. And I can't even talk. I'm just smiling and looking. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, hi. And we didn't hug or anything. And he was like, we're literally starting right now, but talk to me after. One song in, I look over, there's the cheerleader. Oh, fuck that, fuck that fucking bitch. So the show ends. Or I don't know if it was just a break, like intermission or whatever. And I'm like, I have to go. I must leave this place. Right, right. I thought I was going to die. Right. And I go outside and the band's kind of standing outside having a smoke. And... Hoyt is standing on the sidewalk. She's sitting on the curb right next to him with that her bitch. with her arms around his leg. Oh God, I hate her. And I was like, "Hi, I just wanted to tell you I'm leaving, and it was good to see you." 
And then I went in just to hug him. Like right. I went in to hug and he goes, oh, don't hug me. I'm really sweaty. And then I felt even more like a piece of shit. Oh. And then I was like, that was the moment when I went, okay, that, that pipe dream right. is done. Right. It's dead. Forget right. it forever. I went back to BYU. I met you. Right. <laughs> we were in a comedy of errors. together. Um, and I went about my life and then, uh. Blah, 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 blah. You married Gary the, the gay. I married Gary the gay in my last year of college. And three years later, fast forward three years later, I have two babies. Uh-huh. I'm depressed out of my mind. Yeah. Sorry about that. And I had an address book because we used to keep those back yes, then. Yes, remember this, that? This yeah. would have been year 2000. Right. <clears throat> and I kept all my addresses. Right. I still had his, like, parents' address from where he lived. Just when under he, H for yes, Hoyt. For Hoyt, yeah. And I decided to write him a seven-page letter. <gasps> Let's take a break. Oh, my God, I love this story. <laughs> How's your sty? It's getting really tired. Judy's tired. Okay. Judy's ready to go to bed. So you had two babies. Okay. You're married to a homosexual. You're a Mormon. <laughs> You're taking the sacrament weekly. Yeah. You're going to the temple. Depressed as fuck. You're wearing those weird, weird silky garments. Oh my God. And you write Hoyt a letter. I just, I don't know why. I don't know what triggered it. But <clears throat> it was like four or five pages front and back. I don't remember what it said. Right. I didn't like, I didn't confess my feelings that I had had in high school. Was it about Nicholas Nickleby? No. Okay. I don't know. I think it was just catching up on life because never at any point in high school or when we were pen pals during college did I ever say how I felt about him. Right. Um, <clears throat> I didn't in this letter either. I mean, I was fucking married with two kids. Right. And Mormon. Right. And uh, I write it, put in an envelope, put a stamp on it. I had my second child, so my baby, on my hip. Suckling to your teat. Suckling, and as she suckled... Your teat. We went out to the mailbox, and I'm walking to the mailbox, and I'm feeling like the ground shaking beneath me. Really? It had nothing to do with him. I know that now. Okay. It just had to do with the fact that I was sending a letter to a man that was not my husband. Right, right, Even though the letter didn't say anything. Did it have a drawing of your vagina in the letter? Oh, my God. Here's my snatch. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He just drew a picture. My nickel nickel snatch? Here's my nickel back. (laughs) Just with a drawing. A pen and ink drawing. That was before we could send nudes, kids. We just had to send drawings. You'd write a letter and you'd be like, You'd be like, send nudes, and then they would write a letter back uh, with, with a, a pen and ink drawing. I look like this. So I slip it in Here's the... my cooter, I slip and there'd it, be a drawing Jesus there. Jesus, okay. So I slip it in the mailbox. <laughs> I had been so nervous, and slipping in the mailbox, I remember it was a cloudy day. Yeah. It was breezy. Uh, and I was... A baby attached to your teeth. To my tit. And uh, just feeling the oddest emotion. Um, <coughs> and then once it was in the mailbox, I just felt better. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. 
even though, like I said, it didn't say anything about my feelings right. from high school or no, whatever. No drawing of your hooch. I don't even remember what prompted me to send this letter. And it wasn't about me getting a letter back. Who knows if right. I even had the correct address. Right. If his parents still lived at that Maybe address. their dad. Et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. exactly. Like Leah. So... We moved to England. Me, the husband, and the two babies. Oh, God. And... It seems like a bad idea. Um, one day... I, we did not have a computer. Right. But one day, I go with Gary to campus so I can use the computer because I need to email someone. Um, and I open up my email, which was brand new to me. Right. And there's an email from Hoyt. <gasps> Standing <laughs> tall. <laughs> and it says something like, "Your, I ran into your sister, sister Volva. And she gave me your email address and she said that I should reach out. And then I remember Gary was standing right next to me when I opened my email and I went, <gasps> and Gary was like, what? What is it? What did you, what did you get an email from? I was like, no one, no one, no one. No one. It's fine. No, I don't know. There's no one. I don't remember what I said. But anyway. Hopefully you said no one a lot in a high-pitched <laughs> voice because that threw him right off the trail. Um, it was like, oh, okay, obviously no one. You said it 12 times in a really high-pitched voice. The feeling of that went away within a few days, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the life I had chosen was my my life. Right. I was on a trajectory of a Mormon right. path. Right, a, gay, a yeah. gay man Yeah, and, and his gay dick. Then... Uh, the next year when we lived in Illinois, so much jumping around, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, we got our first home computer. Right. And... It means porn can come right into the home. It, it And it did. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Because that porn, you used to have to download precept upon precept. Yeah, oh, yeah. You would just see those pixels appear. You'd be like, <laughs> precept. Nipples, lower precept, chest. Precept. Top of the abs. Precept. Middle of the abs. Uh, yeah. You were just waiting to get to that dick. Yeah, Anyway. Yeah. So... Um, and then Hoyt and I emailed back and forth, just cash. It wasn't anything about, there was nothing in regards to feelings I'd had in high school. Right. But there was still that, oh my God, she's just, oh, he was that one, you know. Would you, because you didn't have pen and ink to draw your business, would you include like a <laughs> like a drawing of your hush that you made with like dashes and slashes and periods? There, you were like, here's my hush. There was, and it would be drawn with like punctuation marks yeah with a question mark for the clitoris it took me a couple days to get that right it's complicated anyway and then if it reformats it's all janky and it looks like you've got a real messed up hush (laughs) anyway we would email just shooting the shit right and he sent me a like file of pictures of himself that he had taken when he lived in france such a cosmopolitan man were any of them of his dick no, god damn it. And so, listen, listen. Listen, listen straight people. So, if this was a gay relationship, the dick would have been sent on like message <laughs> two. So, listen. Uh, it's the year 2002. Okay. I am pregnant with child number three. Okay. I am getting ready to get married. We, nope. What are you? What I got married in 2003. Oh, you are. I'm I thought getting... you were talking for me. I was like, I was not <laughs> You're on like, child nope. three. I was like, actually, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was dating Tisha. Hey, oh Tisha, God. shout out. <clears throat> so um, then we moved from 
the townhome we were in to student housing because my husband was doing his second master's degree. Are like, you still in Illinois? Yeah. Okay. And... Oh, Gary's like, I have one master's degree, but now I need a second master's degree. And because, what an asshole. Because we had just moved, we were like going through all those boxes that we have carried for years and right, years, right? Right, right, And we moved into the new place, and I read through all the letters that Hoyt had written me in college. And because I'm so much older and wiser in 2002 right. Right. than I was in 94, Eight. 5, 6... <laughs> um, I can see all the subtext oh. and all the subtleties right. that he was interested in me. Interesting. And I felt like the room was spinning. Okay. And you took out his Letterman sweater and put it around your shoulders. I, I, didn't, I didn't have his Letterman Smelled as Dracar Noir. Uh, he probably did wear Dracar Noir. Or um, Eternity. Eternity. So uh, I went on a Overnighter to Chicago. That we were just a couple hours away from Chicago, and I went with my to see the musical Chicago. No, I to w- see the musical Nicholas Nickleby. Not a musical that had now been con- to- now had been converted into a musical for Chicago. In Chicago, before I, it went to Broadway, before Bob Fosse. Yeah. Anyway, so I went with my friend who we're going to call Wagamama. Nicholas Nickleby. Why are we, That's why the opening we, song of why? Nicholas Nickleby. Oh my God. So we went to Chicago. I know exactly who your friend Wagamama just, is. I know you I do. Yeah. And so we went just to go to the city and see some sights and eat good food. And I decide for the first time ever to talk to someone about Hoyt. Mm-hmm. And I say, Wagamama, <laughs> I have this thought. I tell her. The nuts and bolts about Hoyt. About his nuts and bolts. hey Oh. And then I say, I've had this thought, Wagamama, to email him and say, this is how I felt about you in high school. And I think it would bring me closer if you could tell me if you had feelings as well. And this feels like this in Mormondom is like a full-blown affair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like your I, stick is in your mouth. I felt like I was walking on eggshells yes. just talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. And she said, what if you do that and the opposite happens and it doesn't bring you closure? It's very wise for my mama. And I was like, fuck it. And two days later, I emailed Hoyt. Okay. And I said, I had feelings for you in high school. And During I, Nicholas Nickleby. I realize I'm married now and have kids and it's like not a thing. But I just think about you. Not a ton, but enough that I just, I wonder if we could kind of just talk about this, if there might be, offer me some closure, if, if this might offer me some closure. What was your intention with this? Were you hope like, was it really looking for closure? Or were you hoping to like, were you looking for some connection? Like, I'm just curious. I don't think my conscious mind understood what was going on in my subconscious, what, which was... Get me the hell out of here? Yeah. Your subconscious was like looking for an escape. Yes. Okay. Okay. He emailed back less than 24 hours later from France. (gasps) Bonjour. And basically said, I'll paraphrase. I kind of feel like someone's playing a joke on me because I have always thought of you as the one that got away. Wow. (laughs) And I... Let's take a break. Okay. Well, no, I think I think let's not take a break. Let's just end part one. 
God damn it. Sorry. You guys, we're leaving out on a cliffhanger. So here's the thing. I want I want everyone to understand. So number one, I blogged about this in 2012. So so spoiler alert if you want to go read those blogs. Yeah. The name of my blog, which is still floating around out there, I guess, is Ashley's Tiny Crumbs. Oh, I don't know who Ashley is. It's depressing. <laughs> It's the a name play. of my blog is Nicholas Nickleby, it's <laughs> colon, the high school musical, the musical, colon, the series. Ashley's Tiny Crumbs is a play on Gashley Crumb Tinies, which is like a morbid ABC book. Okay. Where um, all these children, there is a child for every letter of the alphabet, oh. and they all die some weird okay. way. Is this a Richard Scarry book? Not Richard Scarry. Oh, my God. Edward Gorey. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that okay. sounds about right. Anyways, um, I blogged about it. Okay. And my blog had such huge readership, not huge like in a global, right. not even a national. Right. But I mean, uh, let's just call it significant that uh, people from high school found it, found it, and told Hoyt about it. Hoyt. And the way I ended it wasn't very friendly. The whole story it was like a story in eight parts. Okay. The way I ended it wasn't very kind. And someone anonymously commented on that last post, part eight, and said, and it had to have been Hoyt, just said something like, um, wow, you're really getting joy out of hurting someone because, and he was talking about himself. Oh, my, so spoiler alert for so, next week. <laughs> you're gonna hurt Hoyt. I mean, because I because of the way I blogged about it. Oh Hoyt. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I just want also to say number two, and then we'll end this episode. Um I had built up this fantasy version of Hoyt that wasn't real and wasn't sure. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I don't beat myself up about that because how because when you are in a marriage right as miserable as mine was right you're gonna build up fantasies right and um i just happened to have this actual human being to build this fantasy that gave me hope Mm -hmm. the fantasy gave me hope yeah not him yeah because he was doing his own life and he was with other people and he was in paris he was reading charles dickens novels (laughs) It was just this idea of this beautiful Hoyt being everything that I didn't have. Yeah. Um, and it's not something that I ever think about anymore. But I had mentioned the story of the one that got away on the episode we did of the five bravest things that we've done. Oh, yeah. Because I talked about having sex with my first straight guy. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. It was Hoyt. <gasps> You're like spoiling next week's episode. <laughs> Jesus. And that's when the, a couple of gentle listeners reached out and said, I need to hear your one who got away story. Cool. And I'm all about, like, I get that space more than you realize. So. I can't wait till we have sex with Hoyt next week. <laughs> anyway, so tune in next week for the exciting conclusion, which we already know ends depressing, and you have sex with Hoyt, and then it's depressing because you gave away all the good parts. Next week on Hot Drinks. Part two of, uh, I guess, the one that got away is what yeah. we'll call it. So if you want to see Death with Ponytails, please go to our Instagram, <laughs> which is at Instagram.com slash hot drinks. What talking about? Because that was in the brevet. Oh, that was in the brevet. Damn it. There's a brevet coming on Wednesday. If you want to... <laughs> 
Brevi coming on Wednesday, where we talk about deaths with ponytails. Um, so you can follow us on social media at Hot Drinks, all the places. Instagram, we're on Hot Drinks. Twitter, we're Hot Drinks. Um, you can always subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot drinks. You can send us an email at hot drinks for the belly. Tell us about the one who got away from you. Wait, hot drinks for the belly at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things can people do for us? <laughs> you can like us and rate us on iTunes. Please do that. Because we got to drive down that rating that was the two star. What was the person getting mad about with the two star? Uh, my laugh. And oh, that we think we're so cool. Laugh. Oh, yeah. We think we're yeah. so cool. Yeah. That's my favorite one ever because, you guys, I hate myself. I don't <laughs> think I'm cool at all. There was another bad review about when we talked about our sex lives. Who wants to hear about our sex lives? Oh, was, Nobody. Yeah, it was one the star. Porno. Yeah. It was the porno so anyway, drive those reviews down to the bottom by leaving a nice review about how much you love us. Yeah. And look, the Patreon, we send you some stuff that's kind of cute and and cool, but uh it's really only because you want to support us and it super duper does help us out a lot. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. I want to say one more thing <clears throat> before we wrap up. About Nicholas Nickleby? Yes. It's my favorite Dickens novel. No. Um, one of our goals for 2020 is we want to do a live show. So if you are a person who has an event or something that it would make sense for us to do a live show at, please reach out to us. Yes. Because we'd be great live. Uh-huh. We're charming as fuck. <laughs> I don't have anything to say That's to that. That's one of our 2020 goals. So, Okay. Yes, it is. Thank you all for listening. Join us next week for the end of the Hoyt Tales of Nicholas Nickleby. And I've already given it away. There's going to be a breve later in the week. <laughs> in the name of C.J. Christ. Amen. Amen.